Brothers and sisters, welcome to the LDS Fishers of Men podcast. I am your host, Alan, and we are on episode 22. So, it's going to be an interesting topic this week. Um, again, to all those of you who are new, for some reason, this, this, uh, the podcast is blowing up lately. I think that's really cool. I would direct anybody who is new to hit up the Brethren and their talks first. I have those in a playlist called the Midweek Spiritual Boost. Um, please listen to them before you listen to me ramble on on the podcast. That's that's where the gold, the spiritual gold is to be had. Um, that's really the purpose of this podcast is to get... Um, our brothers and sisters, uh, my my fellow saints, back to listening to to the foundation, right? To those prophets and apostles, uh, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So listen to them first, and then feel free to listen to uh, to me ramble on, right? Uh, and welcome. We are we're happy to have you. Um, it's been interesting. It's it's there's there's a lot going on, isn't there? I thought about what to title this podcast. There's a lot of things and I I was thinking about doing an outline, but I think I'm going to shoot from the hip on this one and just kind of be real, kind of be raw. Um I don't know how many of you are paying attention to what's going on around the world. There's definitely what we have what we have here is we have two extremes, really. We have a lot of members who are kind of waking up or who are awake. And then there's almost this uh, this addiction to fear and doomsday and things of that nature, right? And and it's I I, I get it. I I mean we we are awaking to our a sense of our awful situation. That's you know that's definitely obvious. But there's there's definitely a tendency to take that too far and to really give in to to fear, to really give in to to give in to kind of hopelessness, to you know, to to look around and to to almost give up. You know what I mean? To to just see the hopelessness of our situation and. On the other hand, there are there are a lot of members who have their head in the sand and who do not have their eyes open to see and who do not have their ears open to hear. And, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of in-between. There's really not. There's some. You'll find some who are just kind of like, meh, you know, living their life just like they were yesterday, you know. But... I thought about how to approach this, and I don't know if there is necessarily a correct way to approach this, but, you know, I really try to stick to 
gospel topics. I try to stick to um, things the brethren have have stuck to, to the things that the brethren preach and teach. And I think that um, those things that are given in general conference are what we really need to be focusing on, like like truly. Um, I was made aware this week of the Commonwealth Games. And those of you who are across the pond, maybe you saw this, maybe you're already aware of this, but those of us here in the States, those of us here in, you know, some other maybe more remote places, um, it's not really a big deal to us. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's just one of those things. We, we don't really pay attention to that. I haven't really heard about it before in my life. Um, to my understanding, it is basically kind of a like, like a mini Olympics type thing. It's kind of set to kind of happen in between the Olympics to kind of break things up a little bit. So this happened over in Birmingham, uh, England. And what I watched really surprised me. And again, I'm not sure how to approach this, so I'm just going to I'm just going to say it like it is. I I I am after watching it, you know, I, I'm. I watched a ritual, a satanic ritual, take place, and I don't say that lightly. The only other thing that I have personally seen that compares to that, really, would be the uh, the opening of that uh, that tunnel in Switzerland. That was very similar in feel, in, um, in presentation, in sim- uh, symbolism. Also a absolute satanic ritual <laughs> that is being masked, very, very thinly masked, in artistic uh, expression. If you if you have seen it, if you have had opportunity to to watch it, and maybe this is old news to you guys, but I I hadn't heard of it until I looked on YouTube, and and my my uh, my brother happened to send it to me, and he was like, "Dude, watch this, and then call me back." I said, "Okay, whatever." watched it, and was completely blown away. Completely blown away at what I had just witnessed. This is the enemies, our enemies, the enemies of Christ, the enemies of our Father in Heaven, And those of our brothers and sisters who have been deceived 
here in mortality who have joined with them are not even hiding it anymore. They are absolutely, they're, they're not, they, they are showing themselves. They are revealing themselves and they are revealing who they worship. What proceeded to happen was I'll give you just a really basic, just, just a couple highlights, some things that stuck out to me. It shows a bunch of shooting stars falling down to earth. Then this, this gal goes up and she grabs one of the stars and she, she basically prays to it. And she tells it, she prays to it and tells it all of, it, all of her hopes and dreams, right? Her desires. Now, that by itself, it's like, okay, interesting, strange. Not sure that qualifies, right? That's what I was thinking at first. I was like, okay, that's, yeah, that, that's a little weird, but whatever. From there on, it, <laughs> it gets really blatant. So, she's holding this thing, right? And there's a bunch of them, and a bunch of the, of the uh, performers all have one of these one of these uh, crystals, and they they go through and and they put them all together, right? They they begin to put them all together. Now, in the background, while they're doing their performance, there is a tower that is extraordinarily reminiscent of the Tower of Babel. And the announcer, as he is speaking, even says, look at that, that Tower of Babel, right? You can't make this stuff up, guys. This, like, it was incredible. The entire theme was about the world united, right? Um, there was also... Like the music and stuff like that by popular by by a popular band, and their entire message that they kept repeating in the lyrics was about, um, hey, don't say a prayer for me, you know. the The message was was basically like, some people call it a one night stand, you know, we call it paradise and stuff like that, and. Let's let's you know call this in the moment paradise and let's let's not worry about anything until the morning after like it was very much you eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die like it's, it's it was almost like it's like you guys aren't even trying to be clever about this anymore you know what i mean i was shocked at what i was watching And as it progressed, like it shows fire and flames in in the, the this tower of, of Babel that's happening, right? And then it winds up like you even for a split second see a face in there, and it's not something that you, like you have to be watching for it to see it. A face that shows up there. Then there, like they wind up. There's so much, guys. You you you've got to watch it. Look it up on YouTube. It. It's incredible. They wind up having this huge 
bowl, this huge like mechanical bowl, like a gigantic one, right? Come out. And this gal winds up with her crystal being on top of it and everybody else circles around this bowl, you know, doing the, the, the crisscross applesauce sitting around it. Which, you know, I think they call that the lotus position or whatever. And they hold up their, their crystals. And they are worshipping this thing. It's like they're... It, it was weird. that This was a ceremony. A worshipping ceremony. And this lady is riding on top of this bull. And she's holding up hers. And the other ones are reverencing hers and her and it's like i was like this is the book of revelations this is the the whore of babylon sitting atop the beast right they even they even color her and the bull in scarlet and purple you can't make this stuff up guys like I hesitated to even bring this up because it, it's so crazy. And it's one of those things where it's like, I just, like, I, I don't want people to freak out and to go too crazy into this and to, to shoot beyond the mark and stuff like that. Do I think that this is the actual, you know, manifestation of the book of revelations no i don't what i do think it is is the enemy revealing to us somewhat in a mocking manner who they are and what they are doing as we speak and i think what was really alarming to me is i don't know that most people thought twice about that they probably were like, oh, look how cool that is, you know. That entire ceremony was dripping with symbolism. Going back to the, the shooting stars, the falling stars, right? I mean, there's, there's a direct parallel to Lucifer, the light bringer, right? That's what his name means. Lucifer, the light bringer, right? And his one-third being cast down to earth with him. You know, having that gal whisper the hopes and dreams and stuff. Like, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And I, I just have to call this out. I have to call this out. And I don't do this often. Because you, like, you can get carried away with this stuff. And you can go really far down the rabbit hole with a lot of the conspiracy theories and conspiracy facts as well they both exist and while there is a I, I think that there is some credence and there is some benefit to understanding a lot of those things you can also go so far down the rabbit hole that you begin to squeeze out the room that is meant for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's kind of why I, I, I want to bring this up so that 
there is an understanding of where we are right now and what we are facing down. The enemy is revealing himself to the world. His followers are making their moves on the chessboard right now. And there are many, I think, in our community and in the Christian community that they, they almost like thrive on this fear of this stuff, right? They are, a lot of them, making, you know, making money off of this stuff. And, and I think that that is the wrong approach. I think that that is the wrong approach. I think that we need to be aware, which is the only reason I'm bringing this up, guys. Don't misunderstand. We need to be aware of where we are right now in history, and we need to be aware of what we are facing down, and we need to be prepared. Now, I've done... I've done one episode on temporal preparedness, right? I think it was called Time is Running Out, Prepare Now. And then I did one on spiritual preparedness, right? I also did one on the need to avoid false doctrine. And I would encourage you guys to go back and check that out. This is the time... where we survey the landscape. We survey our battlefield. We get into the watchtower, not so that we can give in to fear, not so that we can give in to hopelessness, so that we can freak out and make stupid uh, decisions financially and otherwise. This is where we look to what Christ, our Master, our Messiah, who has already won the day, I might add. See, Satan is in checkmate. He knows it. There's only a few moves left, but regardless of that, like he's going to be in checkmate within a few moves. And as I, I was speaking to my cousin a little bit, um, you know, we were talking about those those who have who chose to go with Satan and to forsake Father, who chose to separate uh, themselves from us in the pre-existence. You know, there is a hatred there. There is a hatred there that they have for us. Because we chose to follow uh, the plan of salvation, which is a plan that has been in effect since always. It has never had a beginning. It will never have an end, according to Brigham Young. 
Okay. A lot of times that we, we, when we tell this story, we present it incorrectly. We present it as in there were two plans presented. That is not the case. The plan was the plan that has always been in position in, to be enacted. Lucifer presented a plan B, an alternate plan to the plan of salvation. We all knew the plan of salvation. We knew what was expected of Jesus Christ. An alternative plan was presented, right? They, they hate us so much and so deeply and so completely that their entire purpose here on earth is to get us to fall, to hurt Father, to hurt God, right? Even those that have made pacts with them, with the other side, who are fighting for the other side, they are not exempt from that hatred. They mean nothing, right? It's a sad thing to think about, and it's, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things, but it is a reality. And as we, as we go forward, as we understand the times that we live in, brothers and sisters, we need to understand the fact that, that this, this game is about to be at an end. Right? Christ himself has said, even, I even so I come quickly, even at the doors, right? I recently, just a, a couple days ago, heard somebody say, yeah, they've been saying that for a thousand years that Christ is going to come again. It's like, you know, look at where we are at. Look at the prophecies that have been fulfilled according to the prophets. There's not much time left. In the words of President Nelson, time is running out. You know, the, the, the days of a fair-weather member of the church are just about over. I suspect it's going to get hard. And I suspect that's coming soon. And as we are going through this sifting process that is taking place, There are many who will look at what is happening in the world and they will side with the world. They will side with Babylon against the Lord's mouthpiece, against the foundation. And they seek to change the foundation and the uh, temple covenants, everything, to fit what Babylon is espousing what Babylon is preaching, the gospel of Babylon, a mixture of the two, which is how we got the uh, great apostasy. It was a mixture of pagan. It was a mixture of 
corrupted gospel truths. But I bring up this this ceremony, what I would call a, a ceremony of Baal worship, modern day Baal worship, and I point to that and say, it's time to, for us to wake up. It's time for us to wake up and do something more. I made a call tonight uh, to do a ministering check-in. Um, as I've told you guys, I haven't been very good at doing ministering. It's just, it's one of my weaknesses. I have a hard time bothering people because I don't like being bothered. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, a recluse. <laughs> and here I am, you know, spilling my, my guts to, uh, to thousands of people across the world, right online. And that aside, I recognize and I have felt prompted to do more. The entire purpose of this podcast, as I have just stated, is to drive people who are on the edge, who maybe are feeling like they are a little bit in darkness, to come back. To come back and to listen to the brethren. To listen to Christ through the brethren. And that is not prophet worship. That's nothing like that. It's how things are done. It's how things have been done through the Bible. Through the Book of Mormon. Right? It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is how the Lord has chosen to set up His church on a foundation of prophets and apostles, with himself, Jesus Christ, being the chief cornerstone. It is why, when I post a midweek spiritual boost, I will post it from one of the big dogs, either from the past, or a present apostle or prophet. I have thrown John, by the way, in there, because he puts out some really good content, but for the most part, I will I will only put out midweek spiritual boosts that feature apostles and prophets. Maybe once in a while, uh, one of the 70, when they put out something really good. That's not to take away from anybody else. That's just, that's the purpose of this channel. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. I have felt the need to raise my voice and to warn as many people as will listen. Uh, it's kind of funny. Recently, we've been getting some comments in the comment section that are, you know, detractors, that are people that are wanting to tear down uh, us because of our faith. And I can't help but laugh at that because, number one, I can tell by the comments that they don't listen to to the content. You know what I mean? It's it's fantastic. Number two, 
this is really a crappy time to not be united as Christians. This is really the worst possible time that you could pick to not be united as Christians. When we're seeing things like what I'm talking about with that Baal worship happening, with that gal riding on top of the beast, right? We're seeing that happen and we're, we're going after each other. It's, it's foolishness. It really is foolishness. We have so much more in common than we, than we care to admit. Maybe that deserves to have a podcast of its own. At any rate, I look at this kind of stuff and I, I, I feel the need to, to make you guys aware of this type of thing, to make you guys aware of where we are at right now and to kind of sound, sound off the alarm You know, I, I consider myself a very, a very uh, insignificant man in a very insignificant watchtower. You know, I, I happen to sometimes see things that some other people may not see, and so I'm 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 ringing the alarm bell here. You know, I'm saying, hey, pay attention, wake up, look at look at where you're at, do something more. Now, why do, I, why do I add that part? Yeah, it's a song, okay? Yes. Wake up, do something more, and dream of your mansions above, right? Okay? I say those two things together on purpose. Not just because it's a song, but because it's dang good advice. Wake up. Okay? Smell the roses. See where you're at. Don't be afraid. Don't give in to that fear, because it's easy to do. There are times when Alan has that, right? When I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Look where we're at, you know? That is not the right attitude. Okay? You've still got time right now to prepare as best as you can. Don't be stupid, okay? Don't go into debt. Don't be crazy. It's more important right now that you are spiritually prepared. If you're able to be physically prepared, do it. Do something, right? But more important than anything is that spiritual preparedness. Wake up and do something more. Now what does that do something more mean? Are you doing your ministering? Are you magnifying your calling? Do you have an ability to raise your voice with your family, with your friends, right? Those of you who, those people who you think might listen, like, something that always blows me away is the parable of the ten virgins, right? You got the five wise virgins and you got the five foolish virgins virgins. Now what is what is really the part that blows me away isn't the fact that fifty percent of them were not ready when when the bridegroom came, 
the part that blows me away is that those ten virgins were the creme de la creme of the church. They were not representative of the entire body of the church. They were those of the church who were invited. Okay? That is a small percentage of people. That's a percentage of the body of the church. And of that percentage of those who were invited, half of them had oil in their lamps. Half of them did not. Let that sink in a minute. That's a sobering thought. And I don't say this to fear monger. I don't say this to to give anxiety, I say this because there are those of us who are awake and there are those of us who need to wake up. We need to have that oil in our lamps. Because as, I, as I'm saying here, the chess game is almost up. Satan knows that checkmate is coming real quick. Real quick. And because of that, we need to remember that as these signs and these things take place, and as I said in the last podcast, you know, as I quoted President Nelson and him saying, as these signs of the times, these dark signs of the times, pick up in intensity and, and speed and timing and stuff. As these things happen, I think the tendency to give in to fear is almost overwhelming. Regardless of what happens, this is the great day of the Lord that is approaching us. Now, I'm leaving out the great and terrible part, right? The terrible part, because we are awake, aren't we? And if we're not, we're waking up, hopefully. If you're listening to the brethren, if you're anxiously engaged, if you're, if you're trying, holy cow, if you're just, if you're trying, right? Let's just do like Ephraim Hanks. Like I quote him all the time because it's so applicable. It is spot on. The Ephraim Hanks, you know, tape measure is we have more faults than we can count. But what makes us worthy is that we are trying. And that's not like the cop out trying, like like the oh, I'm trying. It's the I am like beat up because I'm trying so hard. You know what I mean? I'm not measuring up, but I am giving it a hundred percent. I'm trying. There's two different types, right? There's the cop out, and then there's the I am tooth and nail trying as hard as I can. Two very different things, okay? Ephraim Hanks was the uh, tooth and nail. I'm giving it all I've got, Captain. Right? I'm giving it all I've got, Captain. Okay, the Scotty, right? 
we are at that point where we need to recognize where we're at and we need to look around and be aware and be prepared with oil in our lamps for the great day of the Lord. We'll leave the terrible stuff to those who are not prepared, to those wicked people who are uh, engaged in Baal worship over there in England, right? <laughs> who are trying to undo what was done at the Tower of Babel under, under Nimrod's leadership, right? When God confused the, the, the languages, like they... There's so much weird stuff going on, guys, and I purposely have stayed away from it. But the Georgia Guidestones, you know what I mean? All of that stuff, what's happening now with the food supply, it's all connected. It really is all connected. They're, they're making their moves right now. And I'm not going to go into that stuff, really. I'm, I purposely stay away from it because we need to be looking forward to the great day of the Lord. I don't know what we are going to experience. I don't know what it's going to look like, especially like in America versus over in Europe. You know what I mean? This audience is a worldwide audience. We're all over the place. I don't know what's going to happen to to each of us and what will be expected of each of us. But if we are aware and if we are prepared, we shall not fear, right? As we look forward to that great day of the Lord, there is a semblance of peace that comes from knowing uh, a couple of cool things that, that are gospel things that give us that sense of, of peace. Even amid these, these hard times, these, these trials, these, the food shortages that are ahead, the wars and the rumors of wars that are ahead, Political strife. Does, does anybody ever, you know, ever know that there's supposed to be a second civil war in America? Is that news to anybody? Because that's a prophecy. That's legit, right? That, that's not me. That was very much taught from the early brethren. That was a thing, you know. They knew about the Second Civil War, and after it happened, you know, they said, yep, there's another one coming, too. Harley P. Pratt, you can, you can look up his quotes on that. It, very interesting. There is a lot. There's a lot in our future. And it's funny, because if you were to hear that, you know, 30 years ago, you'd think that was nuts. That's insane. Wow, that's starting to look a lot more likely, isn't it? That's not a surprise at all. I, I'm bringing this specific thing to your attention. You know, these 
that thing that happened in the Switzerland tunnel opening and stuff, like, don't let it freak you out, but be aware that stuff like that is is happening. And it has been happening, but it was hidden. Like, there's a lot of music videos from a lot of famous folks where they put out a lot of uh, satanic stuff. But n- now we're we're seeing it manifest in like biblical ways, right? Having people from all over the world show up into a big, you know, a, a big uh like, like like a big stadium. And there's this worship that takes place and it's just like the whole worship that you know worship the the uh, the idol when the music blares and stuff like that it's reminiscent of what king nebuchadnezzar was trying to get the you know the uh, the captured jews and the babylonians to do to the image you know the the false false god images and stuff like that like it's just you can't make this stuff up guys but i think that as we are aware and as we see this stuff happening, knowing that that the game is almost up. The days are numbered, right? We are about to witness the return of the king. And any of you who, who have read the Lord of the Rings books or even seen the movies, right? It's always darkest before dawn, right? That's a that's a quote from from those movies. It's always darkest before dawn. And though things will seem hopeless, though things will seem to be insurmountable, we have the hope of of Jesus Christ. We have the hope of Israel, right? Let God prevail. And if we are prepared, we shall not fear because we can expect miracles to happen in our lives. Before the great day of the Lord, He will come down and He will meet with the heads of all the dispensations that have come before. And all of those folks who were invited, who have held keys, will give an accounting to their priesthood leadership that will go clear on up to Jehovah himself, Jesus Christ. That meeting will take place, and then, following that, the city of Zion, the New Jerusalem, right, and the temple that is to be built there will be visited by Christ. Now, when, when that happens, that, w- that means that the lost ten tribes will have returned. And there's a lot of debate as to if they are off-world, if they are somewhere in the North Pole hidden. Like, th- there's a lot of stuff out there, right? Whatever the case is, they will return, and their enemies will be a prey unto them. And that return will be so miraculous that people will cease to talk about the parting of the Red Sea that Moses took part in 
and they will now reference the return of the lost ten tribes and the highway that will be cast up in the midst of the great deep, right? There's some cool stuff there. But that happens all before Christ uh, comes back and touches down on the Mount of Olives and stuff like that. Like, that's all stuff that happens before. And that's stuff that we are gearing up for, I believe. Gordon B. Hinckley was the prophet that said, I hope that I'm not the prophet that doesn't get listened to. A lot of the stuff that he talked about was getting out of debt, you know, food storage. He was a, a huge temple prophet. Like, it was really, really cool to hear all this, all this stuff, you know, to go back and to look on the things that he focused on. What was interesting is to go back and to look at what President Nelson focused on as a as an apostle, and then to look at the at the phraseology of talking about specifically the return of Christ, and then looking to see what that same subject that same subject matter those same types of talks that he gives now. The, the timeline, it would seem, according to his speech, has gone from the, the time is soon coming to the time is running out. There's a sense of urgency now. Now, I have purposely not gone too far into the whole Baal worship and stuff like that, that, that whole ceremony, because it's it's frankly not worth our time. It is what it is. It, it happened, right? We need to be aware of it. But be careful and be mindful that you don't get sucked in too far into that, because, yeah, it's happening. We need to be aware. You know what I mean? You can even send it to your friends and stuff like that. Hey, here's what's going on, man. You know, I, I sent it to some friends. And I'm mentioning it here. But don't mistake why I'm mentioning it here. I'm mentioning it just as a, look, this is happening. The time to keep your head in the sand, the time to not acknowledge where we are in the history of humanity that's over it's it's time for us to wake up and to do something more you know we look at the salt lake city temple that salt lake city temple was built to the best technology that was available to to the saints at the time And about the same time that we started to hear messages of, guys, what, where we're at right now, it's not enough. Where we're at spiritually right now is not good enough. We need to do more. We need to be more. We need to be ready. About that time is when we started to renovate 
the Salt Lake City Temple. And what, what are they doing to that Salt Lake City Temple? This should be a huge clue to all of us. Okay, this is not just something that is coincidental. Okay, there's something to be learned from this, guys. The Salt Lake City Temple is being majorly, majorly prepared against coming uh, natural disasters and earthquakes. And that's not to say that's why they're doing it. They're doing it for of the big one that's supposed to come. That's not what I'm saying, because nobody knows that, right? Maybe that is the case, but I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that we can take a very, very valuable lesson and a parallel to ourselves, okay? We are the temples of God, right? The Holy Ghost is supposed to be able to dwell within our temples, which is our bodies and stuff. We need to do a Salt Lake City-style renovation on ourselves. So that we are prepared, so we have oil in our lamps, and we are prepared for the coming great day of the Messiah. It is my belief that we are going to be called upon to prove ourselves. And that is not always a pleasant thing. President Kimball said, a test, a test, a test is coming. The Lord will have a tested and a tried people. And we have not been tested nor tried, like, really, really tested and tried for a long time. Of course, there's you can make an argument that spiritually we've been tested and tried, of course. But I'm talking like, I'm talking tested and tried, right? Um, it's It's one of those things where it is not lost on me, on the fact that me raising my voice like this, it puts a target on my back, right? I, I have had those thoughts. I am, I am aware of stuff like that. But what sign are you willing to give to your Father in Heaven? Do you remember that Elder Bednar said that about keeping the Sabbath day holy? So what sign are you giving to your to your God, to your Father? There may come a time when I am not able to raise my voice, but my my voice is recorded and out there, right? And I'm not trying to be melodramatic here. It could be that you know, financial instability comes to all of us or to most of us and it's just not something that we can keep up, right? Maybe we lose access to the internet for a while, natural disasters, war, you know, all sorts of stuff. But my voice is out there. You know what I'm saying? The voice of the prophets is out there. That That's kind of the sign that I want to give 
to my father in heaven is that, yeah, I did a lot of stupid stuff in my day, you know, did a lot of stupid stuff in my day, but when it counted, I raised my voice in support of the foundation, in support of my savior, as I hope I did in the pre-existence. Brothers and sisters, it is the, it's, the time is now for us to wake up and do something more. The time is now for us to start doing what we have been asked to do. Ministering, calling, okay? I know that that can seem like a tall order sometimes. It's Sometimes it's, it's a pain in the butt. It's hard. But what sign are we willing to give our Father in Heaven? As these things ramp up, you know, President Nelson recently said, I will soon give an accounting to the Lord about my stewardship as prophet over the church. And though he is, you know, he's at that stage in life when that's literally true. He, he's, you know, he's not going to be around forever. He's got, I don't know how much longer he has left. I don't know. That guy seems like he's, he's got forever left. He's, he's super vibrant. But when his, when his time comes, I suspect it will come quickly and he will deteriorate rather quickly. But we all stand, we, we are standing at a time in history where that could very well be be us and be our situation where we will give an accounting soon perhaps even on this side of the veil as to what we have done and if you are aware of what's happening right now I think it's time to raise your voice that's why I'm doing this I'm raising my voice and I'm putting out those midweek spiritual boosts, which I am happy to report that people are watching more of those than of, of this podcast, or that they're listening more to that than to this podcast. And I applaud that. I support that 100%. I love it. Let's keep that trend going. Okay? That is where the manna comes from, is from the brethren. I hope that the message that I felt like I, I needed to get out to you guys, though I gave it without a whole lot of structure, though I, I kind of gave it from the heart and I gave it without the use of any bullet points or anything like that, like I, I hope that the Holy Ghost is able to take what I have said and transform it into something that you needed to hear. And I hope that, that you will take and you will recognize where we're at. And that you will prepare yourself spiritually 
mentally, physically, and that you will take your temple and do some serious renovations on it so that when these these earthquakes, these spiritual earthquakes, these maybe they're real earthquakes, actual earthquakes, who knows? When these things happen, we won't be afraid. We'll be ready. And we will be anxiously awaiting with eagerness the visitation of the Son of God and His promised return. And I'm really hopeful that I'm there in, the, in New Jerusalem to, to see Him come. I hope I'm, I'm a part of that, you know. <laughs> if not, I hope I at least hear about it, right? I hope I can read about it in the Enzyme or something, you know. As I'm, I, I'm back here at church headquarters. Whatever the case is, right? It's time for us to wake up and do something more. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Whatever is required of us, whoever we are required to part from here in mortality, or if we are required to part from our families here in mortality, I am convinced that it will not be for a long period of time. I am convinced that Christ is just around the corner and that if we are, if it is asked of us to sacrifice on par with an Abrahamic sacrifice, whether that be children, whether that be us, a spouse, what have you, if we are called upon to be separated from them for, for a time, then it will not be for long because Christ is just around the corner. And he's coming as a lion this time. The king is returning as a lion. Brothers and sisters, I hope and I pray for you, for your well-being, for your safety. I hope and I pray that we are able to prepare ourselves, to prepare spiritually for those coming trials, for those coming, uh, the, the coming sifting that is underway right now, but it will increase in intensity. And that we are able to endure with patience and long-suffering and anxiously await the return of our Messiah, of the great Emmanuel, right? God with us. That's what that means in Hebrew. And I will leave you with my testimony that I know that the church is true. 
I know that it is led by men who are handpicked by the great Jehovah himself to be special witnesses of him. I know that the most senior apostle, currently uh, President Nelson, is the prophet, the chosen mouthpiece on the earth, and that the Lord himself, the great Jehovah, Jesus Christ, leads and guides actively this church. And that it is under the direction of Christ that the prophet leads and directs this church. I look forward to the time when we can kneel together and hear every tongue confess that Jesus is the Christ. And under that holy monarchy, live out our days in peace. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you.